Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Beetlejuice. Bloody Mary. Candyman. Beetlejuice. Bloody Mary. Candyman. Beetlejuice. Bloody Mary. Candyman. 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 What the fuck did we just summon? Welcome back, Colonels, and I do apologize if you were in a car or anywhere near a mirror while listening to that intro. Um, turn around. Don't check your mirrors. Uh, sorry about that. No, don't turn around if you're driving. No, but like if you're in the bathroom, is you're, if you're like walking out or something. Oh, like, okay. I thought you meant like, like if you're in the car driving. Yeah, go oh ahead. God, turn around. No. Instead of looking in the mirror, just no, turn No, just do your best. <laughs> do your best quick glances. If you're driving at okay. night while listening to this, pull over and go to sleep. That's my best no, option. Don't go to sleep. Get out of the car. Walk. I don't. I don't. No, because we didn't say Freddy Krueger. Also, that was your phone just buzzing. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. It popped up on here. Oh. Well, anyway. Yes, in the hypo- hypothetical sense that you have Bloody Mary, Candyman, and Beetlejuice hopping into your ride as an Uber driver, you probably want to get out and walk. Yeah, but then again... um, Candyman can float and unlock doors and teleport and Beetlejuice, he He's just a mess. Yeah. I don't know about Bloody Mary. I'm not gonna even gonna lie to you. I have no idea. I think she can only Knife you. No, I think she can only come through mirrors. Right. I don't know. But she can knife you. Can she? I don't know. I've always pictured her with like a shaving razor in hand. I don't think I don't think that was it. I always see her as like a female Sweeney Todd. Weird. She was a queen. Ah. Mary. Queen Mary? I don't know. What number? Okay. I don't know. Queen Mary of Scots, whatever. Are I, you sure? I'm not at all. I'm not sure. Don't okay. quote me on that. All right. Uh, so welcome back, everybody, once again. Um, if you haven't guessed what we're covering today, by the title you probably already have, but if you haven't guessed, we saw Candyman 2021. We did. How did you like it? We'll get to that. I know. We'll get to it. I just wanted to. Um, yeah, we also watched the 1992 one um, on Amazon because... How did you feel about that one? I loved it. Oh, okay. I thought you were say we'll get back to that one too. Well, I want to do like a little quick, a quick <laughs> glimpse at how I felt before we get the, give the whole plot to the new one, mm-hmm. just in case you guys are actually listening to this before you watch the movie, mm-hmm. which... Thank you for valuing our opinion enough to, you know, want to know what we thought about it. But also, you know, we're going to give you spoilers. What are you doing here? Yeah. 
I if you're if you're ready for that, then you know, welcome, stay. Um, but if you're not looking for spoilers, then go after, watch the movies. Yeah, watch come them. Back. And come back, report back to us, and then let us spoil it for you. <laughs> exactly. Then we'll talk about it like a little book club, but a movie club. Um, oh, we should like we should make that a tier on Patreon. A movie club. The movie club. No. Maybe we can all watch movies together. Maybe. Maybe. We'll just do that on uh, Twitch. Yeah, maybe. Um, so, quick little update. Well, not really an update. Just a little message before well, we get started. We're in the business of thanking people. Yes. Might as well get in the business of shouting out people. And well, by people, no. I mean person. I'm not really person. a shout out, but just like a, a little hurrah. A whole um, round a of applause. small dedication. A little segment dedication. Yes, yes. To Jamie, I saw your comment about starting Naruto um, after listening to our Mortal Kombat episode, and I just want to say I'm so happy. Oh, yeah. I'm happy that you started it. I'm sad for your soul. But I'm happy that we're on this journey together as beginning Naruto, like late blooming Naruto fans, fans, watchers, mm-hmm. enjoyers, mm-hmm. spectators. Speaking of Naruto, you're actually wearing a Naruto shirt right now. I am. And uh, this is the first day I have not worn a Naruto shirt in a yeah. while. You were wearing a Sith Lord shirt earlier. Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was also at Walmart and the dude at Walmart had a Kakashi pin Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. an Itachi keychain. So today's just been really Naruto filled. Right. Must be a good sign. Oh, but I will say that since I started watching Naruto, I've seen more Naruto things than ever before. Like, have you noticed that? Mm Mm-hmm. There's more Naruto merch out. No, it's not that. So what it is is that um, you're recognizing, like I'm recognizing one, it. No, it's one of those things where like things from before come back. You know what I mean? It's just like the waves. Just, yeah, the wave. Like and when Harry Potter like makes its wave of- around again. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes more sense because it's just like Boxland has really never had this huge Naruto like section well now it's become acceptable like socially acceptable to like like anime or like weeb out yeah and do you think dragon ball z is gonna have its comeback dragon ball z already had its comeback i've never really well i'm dragon ball z is on this whole new like show i think it actually just got canceled if i'm not mistaken well i was gonna say it's not that i haven't seen dragon ball z stuff in box lunch box lunch is my go-to like if you made it in box lunch like it's good um but i've only seen like a handful of dragon ball z merch in there they've never had like a whole wall or anything no and that's well they've had walls dedicated to like dragon ball z but it doesn't stick as long because one of the bigger well okay dragon ball z is like the biggest anime franchise yeah but the most the most well-known the most dedicated right comes or like is handed over to naruto like yeah, because there are... A, it's a way bigger look, fan base. Naruto fans? Y'all scare me a little bit. I'm not well, I mean, like, you. I'm not trying to be, like, sexist or anything, but, like, not a lot of girls can get into Dragon Ball. I think... Okay, also, I want to say, I think with Dragon Ball Z, it's... You have these hugely strong characters. Uh-huh. Like, you can... A kid can never grow up and say... I want to be a, Whoa, a Vegeta. You better calm down, son. Like, a kid's not going to grow up and say, I want to be a Piccolo. Excuse me? Excuse me? Yeah, I wanted to be a Saiyan all day. Okay, but like a ninja... To this day, I still sit in my room sometimes when nobody's at home and try to like power up by myself. But like, a ninja is a little bit more like... Believable? Easy. I mean, yeah. I guess. 
I'm just yeah. saying, like, I feel like any gender can get into Naruto. Because also, it's a little more, like, it hits so many different, There's like, more storylines. More, like, Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, plots. feels and different, like, um, style. Like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. But, like, basically, like, anybody can find their niche in I Naruto. Guess. You can find a character that relates to you in Naruto. Like, I'm you sorry, really if can't you don't... do that in Dragon Ball. If you don't love every single Naruto character that you've, like, not love, if you don't have some sort of feeling towards every character. Yeah. Even the bad characters. Out. Yeah, like, Even the bad guys I'm are sorry. Awesome. If you didn't fall in love with Haku and Zabuza, what the fuck? Nobody fell in love with Zabuza. Nobody fell in love with them. No, I'm just saying. Like, fell in love. Like, You're disgusting. <laughs> nobody, like, fell in love. But, like, You love Mr. No. Cowpants? He was before his time. He was ahead of his time with his fashion, okay? okay? But no, but what I'm saying is, like, you feel for them. I you guess. don't feel for the villains in any, any other story. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, you do, but, like, you, you understand where pain is coming from. Mm-hmm. You I understand the goal. Yeah, I love pain. Pain's yeah. a really good character. Uh, well, bad guy character. Madara. I, think... I mean, but, like, what I love about the show is the fact that there's, like, every single bad guy has a reason why they're bad okay i think we are derailing a little bit i mean i guess i do think maybe if you guys talk about us a little bit if you guys are interested in this we might do a whole episode just talking once i finish original naruto um we should maybe do a whole episode for patreon on naruto yeah okay it'd be cool that's fine (laughs) Just because we get like really into it and like really, and we can go on for a long time, mm-hmm. basically. We can. Um, moving on, so let's talk about the movies that that we're covering. We are covering. Yeah, for sure. So I think usually we, we wait like ten minutes. We're about we to get into it. It's just because we're going to talk for a long time about this. Okay. Um. So, like I said, we did watch the 2021 Candyman in theaters, and then we watched the 1992 one on Amazon mm-hmm. because we. I think it's free on Tubi, but I've, I don't have Tubi, so I w- I'm not sure. If you have Tubi, let me know. I have a lot of questions for you. Let me know how that's working for you. Mm-hmm. Um. But we did watch the one in theaters before we ever watched the original. Right. And I know we said in the original episode, currently popping movies of fall 2021, that you didn't need to see the original right. in order to watch the new one. We kind of stand corrected. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to, but it's very much like the craft and the craft legacy mm-hmm. where if you watch the new one, you know, after you watch the original, mm-hmm. it makes more sense. I definitely agree. Um, this one was one of those ones that, like you said, we did say you can watch either or. or you can watch just but, the new one. Right. But this one is what is known as like a reboot remix uh i wouldn't necessarily call it a reboot that's what i'm saying like a reboot remix because it takes out i mean it is technically a sequel right but i mean it takes out from the original sequel and the original like well you mean the original movie yeah no no no. i mean like because it came out with three movies oh yeah they scrapped them and then revamped it to being something new but it's also a sequel so it's a reboot. It's a reboot remix. A remix. You were the reboot. only one calling it that. Oh well, I'm giving it a name. <laughs> kind of like how Halloween did, right? Right. Definitely. Where they like cut out all the additional sequels, even though they had the same H2O, actors. All that shit. Yeah. Yeah, and they just had like Halloween, and then 
Halloween kills and yeah. Halloween. Well, no, there's one and another one. Return to Halloween Town. Exactly. Fuck you your know list. Them all. No, I actually <laughs> I told Tori about it the other day because she was talking about Halloween Town, and I was like, dog. And I told her exactly what happened, and we formed a plan that we're gonna go to Oregon. Why? They have Halloween Town there. Okay. We're very excited. Okay. She said sometimes Buffy like uh, stars are there too. Buffy stars are there. Yeah. Along mm. with Marnie J. Brown. Oh, Kimberly J. Brown <laughs> played Marnie. And y'all are just going to randomly pop off at the same time? Just like going to go to Oregon. Shut okay. the salon down. Okay. <laughs> Two people with really bad social anxiety mm-hmm. tra- traveling out of state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two people that hate um, taking off work. So, yeah, moving back to the craft, craft legacy, Halloween, Halloween Returns-esque sequels. Mm-hmm. You with Halloween, you do need to have watched the original one, I think, in order to really get it. And we're talking about Michael Myers here, right? Not, yes. Not Return of Calibur. Marnie. I'm, I'm gonna if I, my laptop, if my laptop CD-ROM drive worked, uh-huh. I would be watching that. Oh, I think they're on Disney. They are on Disney. Fuck yeah, I can watch it on the Switch. And one. you own all of them. But I don't have anything to play it no, on. You mean you have an Xbox? You're playing Xbox, anyways. Anyways, back to what I was saying. So you don't have to have watched the original in order to enjoy the new one. It's just you will enjoy the new one more if you watch the original first, right? Right. And also, I just want to let you know we have a PlayStation in the game room. So if you wanted to watch it in the we game room, we don't have a working TV in the game room. Checkmate. <laughs> Checkmate. You got me there. We All have right. so many different devices that uh-huh. are half working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, um, so um, but yeah, no, you definitely don't have to watch um, both. You definitely well, you do have to watch both. You don't I have read. to. You don't have to. You but kind of have. You're to. gonna. There's gonna be some things that don't really make sense to you if you don't watch the old one. Like if you all of a sudden decide on it's, a Tuesday okay, for a five dollar okay, okay. movie ticket to go watch this on at AMC, hashtag not sponsored. You definitely can. What I what we're saying is, you don't have to wear a seatbelt, but you should. No, see, in my opinion, it's not that serious. It's it's it definitely is. With all the similarities that we're going to mention and everything else, like you're definitely going to you, watch both. Look, my rating of the new Candyman without watching the first one was like uh, 6.5 out of 10. Wow. That low? Uh, maybe a 7. Okay. But like with watching the first one, I think it bumped it up to like an 8, an 8.5. Mm, I can give it a 6.87. Yeah. What? The new one. Mm -hmm. 6.87 6.8 or 7 that I was like how did you get that precise of a score there was (laughs) there was a comma it just wasn't it's kind of like whenever you California roll a stoplight it was there a stop sign stop sign sorry not a stoplight whoa (laughs) do not California roll a stop sign or a stoplight no that's how you can do accidents people I'd give it a (laughs) 6.87 No, I was like, I give it a six point eight. Can seven. I see your d- deduction sheet? It's, <laughs> it's kind of like, <laughs> it's like how many people have you slept with? I mean, I don't have a number six. Like <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> if I had to give it a rating, like if I had to give it a rating, six point eight seven. Like there's there's a small break, like six point eight <laughs> seven. Like <laughs> okay. you're thinking alone. too much into it. You're just not spe- You're not. You're not emphasizing what you're saying enough. You're not enunciating enough. If I were to give it a rating, it would be a 6.8 or a 7. Exactly. That's 6.87. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I'm from Texas, man. Okay. So, but with watching the, the old one, mm-hmm. would that change your rating? Yeah. Exactly. It bumped it up to like 7.28. Seven. <laughs> 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 so. And I meant specifically 7.28. <laughs> took off 0.02 points for something you will find out later. <laughs> but I mean, it's just, it helps with the experience you're not gonna miss out on anything it's not like the godzilla versus king kong movie right where like you need to have watched them previously in Mm -hmm. order to really get it because so many of y'all were like i should have listened i went in there and didn't even like prepare for it yeah Yeah. so um aside from that we're like oh king kong godzilla was so bad and it's like did you watch the other ones like what other ones what other ones yeah like like, what do you mean podcast. there was something before that? Like, okay. You got to prepare for this. For real. But honestly, Candyman, in my, in my opinion, is not one of those movies. It's, it's going to be helpful um, if you watch it, but yeah. if you want a raw dog, you'll it, understand you a lot. It. You'll understand a lot more if you. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be covering them old to new, just so you guys can understand it. Because we watched it new to old. And we want to help y'all out. So if you're not planning on watching the new one or the old one, because we did have to rent it on Amazon. It was not for free. No. Um, but it wasn't expensive either. It was like it was 3 like, Yeah. I mean, but still, for some people, like for a single movie, they don't want to do all that. So if you don't want to watch the old one, we are about to give you the plot of the old one. It's a little bit longer because we are doing not necessarily play-by-play, but like pretty in-depth plot, right? Right. So if you want to listen to this one, there are going to be spoilers for this movie, but it came out before we were born. So if you get with the program. It don't be upset. Yeah. You had 28 years. Yeah. So, like, 29 years. So sorry. Unless your mom's like letting you listen to this and you're only like under the age of five. then. And if so. What are you doing? What the fuck? Tell your mom. Get your mom back over here. Hey, Karen, Lisa, Margaret, whatever your name is. We're not doing this. <laughs> no, I think moms nowadays are like Brittany, Jessica. No. Yeah. Jessica's. Yeah. Veronica's. Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So we are going to do the. That sounded weird. Sound like we. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was paying attention. We're going to do the old one, meaning I'm going to read you the old one because it is long as fuck. Yeah. Um, and then we will let you know before the new one starts in case you want to go out and watch that one and then come back to us. Feel free. Um, but there will be spoilers. Okay. And for memory's sake, we did also tell you spoilers for this one. Y'all know the whole thing is spoiled. Don't blame us. All right, so jumping into the plot of the 1992 Candyman movie, we meet Helen Lyle, a woman who is working on her master's thesis with her friend involving modern folklore. They're asking university students to share stories they've heard, and that's when we hear about the tale of Candyman, which is to stand in a mirror and say his name five times for him to appear behind you. Candyman is described as a man with a hook instead of a right hand, and the history behind his tale is gruesome. One night, while listening to the recording of this tale, a cleaning woman overhears a story and tells Helen that the other woman working with her knows of a girl who was killed by Candyman. Helen asks to speak to her, and so the woman tells her of the murders that have taken place in Cabrini Green, Chicago. The people of Cabrini Green have said that these murders are the work of Candyman because the victims were butchered with a hook. Looking into this, Helen finds newspaper articles with the names of the victims, and while looking at the pictures, realizes that her high-end apartments has the exact same layout as the Cabrini Green apartments. She soon realizes that her own apartment building was built exactly like Cabrini Green, like exact mirror. But once white developers realized that the location was too good to become a low-income housing development, they scrapped it and relocated Cabrini Green to an undesirable area in an effort to keep the, and I quote, 
ghetto separated from the rest of the city. So knowing that the apartments are the same, she tells her colleagues that the medicine cabinets in the bathrooms are the only thing separating her apartment from the neighbors and that they must be why people say Candyman came from the mirrors. A real person must have come from behind the medicine cabinet and left that way too after murdering whoever was in the bathroom. So they go to Cabrini Green, find the murder victim's apartment, and behind the medicine cabinet find a layer with graffiti and candy with razor blades in it. And after she runs out of film, Helen meets Anne Marie, a woman who lived down the hallway from the victim's apartment. She's a single mother who's determined to make a better life for her son, not wanting him to fall into the wrong crowd. We then skip to a dinner after, you know, Helen made friends with Anne Marie. And at this dinner, Helen and a few colleagues are chatting. She chats with a folklore expert who tells her the history of Candyman. He says that Candyman was the son of a rich slave who grew up well-schooled and comfortable, and he was a famous artist who painted portraits for the wealthy. One day, he had an affair with the daughter of one of his clients, and when she fell pregnant, the father hired men to attack Candyman, whose real name is Daniel, by the way, cutting off his right hand, stripping him naked, and covering him with honey from an angry hive of bees. He was killed due to all the bee stings on the ground where Cabrini Green was built. Now knowing the history, Helen returns to Cabrini Green, but Anne-Marie isn't home. A young boy named Jake meets her instead, and he tells her about another death attributed to Candyman, a young boy who was castrated in a dirty bathroom. Jake takes Helen to the site, but she's then jumped by a gang of men, one of whom calls himself Candyman and carries around a large hook. Also, very quickly, that clink that you heard in the background was not Mr. C.M. coming directly for us. Um, that was Rico fucking around. <laughs> so, and I also want to say that I know it seems like the way I said it, it seems like Jake set her up to go to the bathroom to get jumped by this gang. He definitely didn't. Um, he just, he was like, yeah, Anne-Marie told me about you. He also lived there. He was very much a good guy in the story. Okay, really quick. You said that uh, this all takes place in Chicago, correct? Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I just want to know. Rico. I just want to know. Like, why hasn't any drill rapper Shut up. came out as the name Candyman? Like, I think that'd be pretty cool. Because I'm pretty sure they would get sued. Okay, but it would be cool. It'd be interesting, mm-hmm. but they would definitely get sued. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe like if the only time I think it'd be acceptable uh-huh. is if the rapper's name was Willie. What? William. Okay. <laughs> like he could do like Wonka the Candyman or Willie the Candyman or something like that. Why but he couldn't just, just be the Candyman. Because that it's, it reaches into territory of the Candyman movie. <clears throat> okay. Okay, so let's go back to the plot. So Helen goes to the police and they quickly lock down Cabrini Green, find and arrest Candyman, unlike the lack of attention they paid to the two black murder victims. Um, Because, of course, they really didn't investigate those. So a while later, Helen is in a parking garage walking to her car when a tall black man wearing a long fur-lined coat calls out her name very sensually, I have to add. Helen. I was like, Daniel, stop. I'm not even named Helen. Helen. And she listens to him tell her that since she has exposed the real killer in Cabrini Green, the, you know, gang member, people have stopped believing in Candyman and his existence is being threatened by the lack of belief. Very similar to another really well-known figure in pop culture that only stays alive if you believe in them, uh, Tinkerbell. Pennywise. Tinkerbell. Pennywise? I wrote Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell, you literally have to say, I do believe in fairies in order for her to stay alive. Magic? What? I do believe in magic. 
I do believe in fairies. I do believe in magic. Same thing. Same difference. <laughs> but no, Pennywise is a fear monster. Therefore, if you believe in him, he gets more powerful. And the more you fear him, the more powerful he is. Kind of like Candyman. I do wonder if I stop believing in the dogs outside, maybe they'll just stop barking. Oh, I've tried. They're always going to be there. And they always seem to let them out whenever we're recording. We can be recording in the middle of the day. They will let them out. Mm-hmm. As soon as we're not recording. I don't think they ever go in is the issue. Oh, no, because they just got out. They just started barking. I think something just excited them. Mm. Could it be Candyman? Anyways, Helen swoons and loses unconsciousness. Well, loses consciousness. <laughs> loses unconsciousness. She wakes she, up. <laughs> she loses consciousness because, um, you know, Candyman really just did something for her. Did a number on her. So when she wakes up, she realizes that she is covered in blood and in Anne-Marie's apartment, bathroom, while Anne-Marie mm-hmm. is screaming in the next room. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> I get where she was coming from, but she hears Anne-Marie screaming and she doesn't quite realize, oh, fuck, I'm covered in blood. So she picks up... The meat cleaver that's next to her. (laughs) And she goes to investigate. And I'm not saying she was the one that used this meat cleaver, but I am saying it's really suspicious when she walks into a very bloody scene covered in blood with a bloody meat cleaver in her hand. And a baby missing. And a dog that's beheaded. Right. She finds Anne-Marie's Rottweiler beheaded. Anne-Marie's crying over her son's empty crib. And when Anne-Marie sees Helen approaching her... With a meat cleaver. With a fucking meat cleaver. Thinking she's by herself in her own home. Covered in blood. Anne-Marie attacks Helen. The only respectable thing to do. Honestly. And thinking Anne-Marie may kill her, Helen attacks back. Not only that, but you also have to understand that, like, and I guess that we didn't cover this, but if you watch the movie, you'll see it. She tells Anne-Marie, oh, I want a baby. Yes. I yeah. really want a baby. When she meets Anne Marie originally, she mm-hmm. like um the baby spits up and she's like, Oh, let me help you and Anne Marie's like, Oh, do you have a baby? And she said, No, but you know, I really want a baby. You know, I, I can't wait to have my own. Mm-hmm. So like Anne Marie sees this white woman covered in blood next to her beheaded dog who protects her baby and her baby is missing. And she's like, Huh, two plus two equals fucking four, bitch. That's it. <laughs> so Hel- that. Helen attacks her back. She wounds Anne-Marie, and guess what? What? The police break down the door at that exact moment and surround Helen. Mm-hmm. So, Helen gets arrested. Okay, she gets taken to the jail because they think that she kidnapped this baby. She gets arrested, she gets taken to jail, and then she gets bailed out of jail. And after she's bailed out of jail, she's at home looking at the photos from her day of exploring at Cabrini Green before she ran out of film and met Anne-Marie. She sees Candyman is standing behind her in one of those pictures. And after seeing this, guess what? What? He appears once again. Oh. Shocking. (laughs) He speaks to her and tells her that she belongs to him. And if if she surrenders herself to him, she will become immortal just like him. During this, her colleague, who she was, you know, working with her her for the master thesis, Mm -hmm. um, she comes over to her apartment, you know, knocks a couple times, eventually lets herself in. She's bringing her flowers to check in with her. And Candyman kills her right and uh before that you said he says if you come with me or like join me you'll be forever immortalized this is the scene that you said that you would have gone with him and got no. a rose gold hook correct no this is not the scene oh okay no we'll we'll see the scene later anyways 
this is where Candyman kills her bestie, her colleague. And then Helen loses consciousness once again. She's always blacking out that girl. She probably has some sort of narcolepsy or something. She should really get it checked out. And so when Helen finally wakes up, her husband is there uh, looking at her bloody once again and holding a knife next to her dead friend. So great scene there. So then Helen is taken to an institution where she's strapped down and injected with some sort of tranquilizer, I'm assuming. But before losing consciousness again, she sees Candyman hovering over her and he's like horizontally hovering over her. Like she's laying down strapped onto a bed and he's Mm -hmm. like hovering right on top of her. Like parallel? Yeah. Okay, that's not horizontal. Vertical. No, vertical is up and down. Yeah. Horizontal is left and right. Oh, you mean horizontal like if you were standing up watching the room, he is horizontal. I meant it like from where she's laying. Rico, I'm done with you. No, you, you just said admit, it. Just admit that you forgot. No, no, I'm saying if you're laying down, he is still horizontal. Ceiling, he is still horizontal. Not horizontal to you. Yes, your because field of view. because if he if he was vertical, you'd be looking up at his underneath his nose. If he was vertical, you'd be looking at his nose hair. What you be looking at the this bottom of a, his feet? This is a four-dimensional human, and not or a three-dimensional human, not a two-dimensional one. So I'm thinking. You just forgot I'm what vertical of it was. In a different way. No, I was just saying. <laughs> you were thinking in another dimension that no, I don't have but, access to yet. Exactly. Okay. You don't have a 380 IQ like I do. Okay. Okay. I'm sure. What I'm trying to say is that they were in. Like, they were mirroring mm-hmm. each other uh-huh. and not, like, he was... He wasn't standing on top of her. No, 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 no. I meant, oh. like, like like a T-shape, right? Like a plus sign. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, where she's laying flat and, like, his body is, like... He's, like, standing across up? Across her. No. What? Like... How would he... Would he be, like, halfway inside of her? No. Oh, my like, God. Like, what do you mean no. across her? I meant, like... He's laying. like sitting on. Nobody assumed that's how they were laying. I don't know. That's just how I thought you were talking about it. You thought they were just like two fucking pencils stacked on top of each other doing that Charlie Charlie challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Get then. out of here. So yeah, he's hovering horizontally oh, we didn't parallel. Charlie Charlie, huh? We're not going to. This shit freaks me out a little too much. How does that one freak you out? I don't know. It's kind of like a weird. Out of board. all of them kind of like a ouija board i just i don't want to do it granted i also didn't look in the mirror either so anyways <laughs> he is hovering parallel to her and not like and not pencils. like <laughs> not like front to back where she's looking at the back of his head like they're face to face parallel okay. all right hovering okay just mirroring to clear that other. up clear that up for y'all because there was some confusion he was hovering over okay. her like a mirror yeah Got so it. that was that was very odd mm-hmm um so yeah he tells weird. her he tells her that her life is over and she belongs to him sorry i know i know i stumbled a little bit on that because rico's <laughs> hand was hovering a little too close to the next button and Parallel. he's and he still hit it before i finished reading my sentence i had a whole other sentence to go and i was just, trying to fake like i was going to <laughs> that's why i glitched out for a second so Candyman's hovering over her and telling, and he's telling her that her like, Rico, get your finger away from that. And he tells her, I've been having to literally kick you in the shin every few <laughs> minutes. And now all of a sudden you just want to speed race through these slides. Leave me alone. So 
Candyman tells her that her life is over and she belongs to him. And when she screams, more medics come and they got to like tranquilize her again. But guess what? Nobody's seeing Candyman except for her. So she's like, he's right there. And they're like, the tranquilizer's right here. Yes. Nobody else is. <laughs> Lady, you are way too high. Four, and you're not high enough. True that. You can finally switch it. Are you sure? Yeah, All you're right. good. Can I parallel with it? All right. So after a month of being there, Helen is taken to see a doctor who informs her that she's he's working for her defense. And when they talk about Candyman, Helen says, you know what? I can prove to you that he's because he plays her the clip of her screaming mm-hmm. when Candyman is hovering on top of her and nobody's there. And she's like, you know what? I can prove to you that he's real. And he's like, OK, sure. You, you woman. I'm not going to say it. Sure, go say? for it. I was going to say crazy, but that's just... Oh. I don't know. I just don't like to describe people as crazy anymore. Why? Because I'm a little, like, it's, some, it's sometimes used to, like, poke fun at people with, like, mental illnesses. Mm, no. Yeah. Not, not in this scenario. Anyways. Right. Anyways, he's like, he's like, go for it. Show it. Prove it to me. Please help me see this so I can help your defense. And so Helen turns to her left side and she sees a mirror and she's like... Candyman, 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 Candyman. All right, don't say it. And you know what? He didn't even attempt to stop her. He was just fucking letting her. So Candyman then appears. And kills him. Kills the doctor, slashes Helen's restraints, levitates through a window and (laughs) smashes the glade. But like he could have left her. He could have left her like locked up and like hooked to like. He could have left her. He could have done it. But he at least smashed the glass in order for her to um, side, like, uh, side shimmy, yeah, into another room and jack a nurse's outfit. So, it really, it wasn't a great plan in his mind. Like, he couldn't have, like, levitated a ladder over or something or, like, flew her down to the first floor. I wouldn't have wanted to be part of that situation anyway. Yeah. Like, what? I mean, what are you going to say? Candyman, don't slash my restraints. God, I know. I just wanted you to kill him. That's I would have been like, um, yeah, I had to free myself so I can apply pressure to the doctor's neck. You're not wrong, but they definitely would not have seen it like that. They okay. would not have. Okay, so anyways. And then whenever the next person came in, I would have, can you make it, can you make it, can you make it, and then he would have just been there again and been like, see, he's here. I'm pretty sure he would have gotten so tired at that point. He's like, look, I'm not doing your fucking dirty work anymore. You can have a hook. You can do it yourself. But he... She's doing his dirty work. Well, not really. She's just calling him and he's having to kill people. Anyways, he levitates to a window and smashes the glass and um, Helen manages to escape. So she escapes, goes back to her old apartment, which I also want to know, how did she get there? Did she walk? Where? To her old apartment. Oh, um, no. She said Candyman five times and he pulled up in a taxi. <sighs> And he picked her up. He just flew her there yep. in a bike. I don't know. So she she, flew her there on a bike. <laughs> so she's shocked to find that her husband has moved in his student as they've been having an affair. And after realizing this, she leaves heading to Cabrini Green to seek out Candyman as he's all that she has left. So Helen finds Candyman asleep in the lair and tries to kill him with a hook. First of all, he's sleeping on a stone slab. And a couple of questions that Rico and I have. Was he laying parallel to the... T- Shh, that's not the question. <laughs> the question is, if he is immortal, uh-huh. 
why does he need to sleep if he can levitate that was your question why does he need to levitate on a stone slab was he levitating no he was actually on it he was on it okay yeah like what are you doing getting dust and dirt on your mink fur Fur. granted his jacket didn't fall open while he was laying down maybe he has a little button like a little latch i don't think he has buttons all the way down to like the feet it could just be like a robe big yawn okay that was weird um so yeah she (laughs) sees that he is um he's asleep in his lair and she tries to kill him and why would she i'm sorry i just want to know i'm sorry why would he just let himself be walked upon I, i don't think he was asleep no, I'm pretty sure he knew that she was. I mean, yeah, but trying to find a because, like, I think he doesn't he grab her when she tries to like. No, he just stares at her. I think. No, whenever she like tries to hook him. Oh, I don't remember. I was oh. asleep. Anyways, we put a lot of work into this podcast, so <laughs> um, she finds him asleep in the lair, tries to kill him with a hook, but he wakes up or opens his eyes and convinces her to surrender to him, promising that she will be immortal and death will be, and I quote, exquisite. Anyways, he tries to kiss her, but um, bees swarm out of his mouth and chest and sting Helen to death. Assuming to death. They sting her. I don't know if she dies. Because she's still technically alive. I don't know. I don't know. It really doesn't It really doesn't patch that up no. for us. So, once again, Helen loses and regains consciousness. But now, she realizes she's alone in Lair. And looking out at the paintings on the wall, she realizes he, she... How did that? Looking at the paintings on the walls, she realizes that she's the exact image of Candyman's lost love. Outside, she hears a baby crying in the large pile of scrap wood intended for a bonfire, and it's actually Anne Marie's missing baby who has somehow managed to survive an entire month and more missing. Was it really a month? It w- she was in the mental institution for a whole month. Oh, and the baby was still missing. The baby during was that still time? missing. Oh my. How did he survive? He let was it Candyman suckle like from his bees. For real, like was Candyman just like an extended period babysitter? <laughs> like, and not only that, not he only fed that, the child honey. I have to say, I love this movie, but a glaringly huge issue is that the baby aged backwards. Yeah, like he was a whole, you know, at least what, like one year old, you would say, mm-hmm. two, two. One or two. I mean, he wasn't talking. Yeah. Like, he was still being bottle-fed and spit up and all that. Yeah, except for two. But, like, he was standing up in a crib and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, when you see him in the lair and all that and little flashbacks, he's a fucking it's newborn. It's malnourished dog. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> he's, like, a newborn laying wrapped in, like, blankets. What if the baby... Well, no, I was going to say, what if the baby was never really there and it was just, like, a genji? No, but he was, like, swaddled... In the bonfire. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, um, she hears a baby crying. It's Amory's missing baby. Somehow, miraculously survived. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know what? I have to rescue him. So, she goes to the pile to rescue the baby. Because also, this whole time, Candyman has been telling her, hey, come with me. You'll be immortal, blah, blah, blah. Also, sacrifice yourself to save the child. So, she's like, I have to save this baby. So, she goes to the pile to rescue him with hook in hand for some reason. Don't ask me why she picked up this fucking hook. And she starts climbing up. And the kid from earlier, Jake, 
He wakes up, sees just this He's random the ass. Fucking worst. No, uh, no, I understand why he thought He's it. He's like, the fucking worst. Why did Helen grab a fucking hook out of all things? <laughs> Had Jake not been there. I mean, but so he sees this fucking flailing hook in the bonfire, in the wood intended for a bonfire. He sees it and he sees it and he's like, that's fucking Candyman. <laughs> and he wakes up the entire apartment complex. It couldn't have just been, you know, another gang member who called himself Candyman and had a hook in his hand. He wakes up the entire apartment complex and they fucking rally. These people were up within seconds. They didn't even like investigate. They're no. like, you know what? No, no, you're right. They were this, this fucking four year old kid. Yeah, he knows. And what he's he didn't about. even have like an iPhone to take a picture and be like, oh, this is what I saw. This is the video. This is what I know. They just believed a child. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, fuck it. Set it on fire. Let's go. No, but he somehow wakes them up. They're all fully dressed within seconds. Gasoline cans in hand. Who just has gasoline cans I, I know lying you're about around? To, I know you're about to say. Who has a lighter just lying around? No. I heard the L coming out of your mouth. No. Mm-hmm. It's not at all what I was going to say. Yeah, no. I don't know who has fucking... Despair uh, gasoline. Just in an apartment complex, no less. What grass are you mowing? It, yeah. What grass are you mowing? Yeah. Why do you need gas cans that are like in your apartment? I don't get it. Me don't. neither. So, anyways, they throw gasoline on the bonfire, light it up, just as Helen is reaching the baby. So, Candyman then appears, stopping Helen from escaping with the child, trying to convince her to stay with him, be burned alive, create her own legend. But she fights back instead of blacking out again and crawls out of the fire after stabbing Candyman with a piece of wood. So, Anne-Marie sees Helen crawling out and rushing over to her, she sees that Helen has actually saved her baby from the flames and badly burned. Helen dies from her injuries at the funeral. And this is the, I'm going to be so honest with you. This is the disrespectful part. Um, at Helen's funeral, only a few people are there, including her husband, her husband's girlfriend. And um, towards the end of the service, he sees the residents of Cabrini green <laughs> marching up. He's all a whole hood show up. And Anne Marie and Jake lead the pack with Anne Marie holding her baby and then they get to, okay, they get to, not the hole in the ground. What's like, they get the to the casket. Site? Yeah, the burial. They get to the graveside. And Jake, oh, I know he meant well, but this disrespectful <laughs> ass kid. That boy, NFL touchdown through the. Uh, he, he found Candyman's hook in the flames because apparently he saw like the body uh being burned or something like that he saw it and he pulled Candyman's hook from the flames and uh he throws that bitch down in her casket he keys the shit out of her casket yeah. with that hook it's so disrespectful it is and it's i don't even know like is it like a hero like thank you for saving the baby like you conquered him type of thing or is it like a you nasty bitch here is with your Candyman's hook like <laughs> you nasty bitch <laughs> like i'm what? sorry i reminded me of that tiktok <laughs> Which which one is it? I I couldn't tell you. Like they they revealed nothing. Um. So after the funeral, Helen's husband and his girlfriend are at the apartment. The husband is in the bathroom, shaking with grief over his dead wife, and he decides to look in the mirror and say Helen five times. Suddenly, Helen appears behind him, holding a hook. She murders her husband, gutting him and leaving his body in the tub. As the girlfriend walks in, holding a knife in a very similar visual to all of Helen's scenes. And that's where the first one ends. So what did you think of that one? About the plot or about the movie? 
They're the same thing. <laughs> um, but the plot, I give you ten out of ten. Great, great reading. Um, I always love the way you give plots. Thank you, but I think we need to be talking about the movie right oh, now. Okay, okay. Anyway, so the movie. Um, I actually really like the movie. I thought that for a movie that was, I don't want to say old because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. An but early '90s movie. Uh, for an early '90s movie. Um, I thought that it was very creative, very fresh. Um, I know that it did take from certain places and whatever, whatever. But, like, it still gives... What places? Like, Bloody Mary and stuff like that. Was there a movie about Bloody Mary already? No, but, like, folklore-wise. Like I think Candyman was already a folklore. Oh, man. Just grill me some more. Give me the fucking third I'm sorry. Yeah, but you're just going to throw out some stuff about how it was taken from other places. I mean, I think anybody else would have just rolled with it. Cite your sources. I'm going to fight my source. All right. Anyway, so what I was saying was uh, for a movie that was that's aged now, um, I feel like it was really good. I feel like it definitely still holds its weight today. Um, I definitely could go back and watch it again today and be cool watching it. Like it's a good movie. I think it's a really good horror movie, like thriller horror movie. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's kind of gory, but not to the point where it's like overwhelming. And it wasn't over CGI'd to the point of it being unwatchable now. Because, you know, like watching older movies like Mortal Kombat, the original Mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. So CGI'd, it is so cringy. Right. Whereas, you know, this one really didn't have CGI to deal with. It was all very like in-house, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It was all just very practical, which I liked. And I definitely think if you like horror movies... It's a slow burn, but it's a good movie. And I really don't think... I, I didn't watch any of the sequels, um, but they were all rated very poorly. So I don't think you necessarily need to watch them. The story wraps up nicely by itself. Mm -hmm, definitely. Um, something else that I want to say is that for those of you who do want to know, before Connie throws me off and stops recording, you do get to see boobies in this one. You do. You. It's at the beginning. It's. <laughs> I thought you were no. going to lie. No, it's not the beginning. To, I just said it to irk you. Um, yeah, you see Helen's boobs, if that's something you care to know. It's it's not a movie I'd probably watch in front of children. I mean, you can. It's just, there, there's that one scene. So you there's see two her scenes. To... The very beginning one, where they're telling you about the tale, about the girl and her boyfriend. Huh? In the very beginning, where the girl is babysitting, and she brings this, like, bad boy over, and he says candy. Oh, yeah, no, times. but she doesn't get naked. No, but there is very sexually suggested, suggestive themes. Yeah. So, so, yeah, you're right. I guess there's two sexually suggestive theme parts. Scenes. Themed. Themes, scenes. Yeah. Um, The second one where you see Helen's boobs is not actually suggestive. It's just. Uh, it's flat out. She is getting boobs. searched. No, 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 no. Three. Three. Oh, the bathtub. Because she comes home and she's in the bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. One of them. In like is a she's... milk bath. She is getting um, searched yeah. at a police station. It is not sexual whatsoever. It's just weird. Yeah, it's just odd. Um, yeah, no, I was just saying it to her, Connie, but I guess she was she was uh, more informative <laughs> than I expected. I just want to let you guys know before you bring your children into a movie about candy, mm -hmm. not what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, like I said, great movie, great plot. Um, I would rewatch it. I love Tony Todd. As right. Candyman. He did so good. Such a... What's the right word for it? You it's, just have a thing for Tony Todd. 
it no it's just he played a very charismatic a very like a character that would win you over <laughs> charming that's the word i was looking for no just like you're attracted to candy man and move on are you are you not <laughs> no i'm not but do you not think that he was a charming character i guess Leave me alone. <laughs> i love you <laughs> Um, anyway, so now that we got all that out of the way, we are going to be covering Candyman 2021 plot. Connie, would you like to read this one? Did you want me to read this one? No, I was just joking. Okay, this one is very short, so you're welcome. (laughs) All right, so like I said, we're going to be covering Candyman 2021, and here we go. So Anthony and his girlfriend live in Chicago, where he is an artist and she is an art gallery director. A match made in heaven. When his girlfriend's brother comes over, he tells them about the urban legend of Helen Lyle. Sound familiar? It absolutely does. So, Helen was a white graduate student who went on a killing spree in the early 90s. The story says that her rampage ended when she tried to sacrifice a baby during a bonfire, but the residents of Cabrini Green were able to rescue the child before she killed herself. Latching onto the story and drawing inspiration from it, Anthony visits Cabrini Green with the goal of learning more about it. He meets a man named William who tells him the story of Candyman. He tells Anthony about the encounter that he had as a kid where police believed a man who had a hook for a hand handed out candy to children that's been laced with razor blades. It's kind of like how all those parents used to tell you during Halloween they would lace your drugs with marijuanas. They would lace your candy with drugs? That's what I meant. Like, oh. I never got that. No, because nobody's giving away drugs free drugs. for free. Yeah, no, no, I think we definitely had that conversation before, but... It feels like we have. I just want to say. Granted, I never got razor blades in my candy either. Did this movie scare parents enough to say that shit? No, there was actually, I think, a um, a time where there was razor blades found in candy, but it was actually... It was either that or, like, poison or drugs or something in there, but it was actually a father who did it to his own children. Oh, my God. Yeah. So... Okay, well, that's that. Um, so, uh, he had well, somebody had been handing out uh, laced candy with razor blades in it. So he says that he saw Candyman one day coming out of the wall, and he accidentally alerted police, resulting in Candyman being brutally beaten to death. Later on, they found out that the candy was still showing up, the candy with razor blades in it. Clearing Candyman of any wrongdoing. William tells Anthony that the legend says that if you repeat the name Candyman in the mirror five times, it invokes a spirit and kills whoever spoke his name. Feeling inspired again, Anthony creates an art exhibit to showcase in his girlfriend's art gallery. And it's super intricate and based off the original scene, but doesn't have... It doesn't receive, I should say, the reaction that he was hoping for. His art piece was a mirror that, when open, revealed a whole different room that has paintings depicting the horror that took place when Candyman was beaten. Like I said, he didn't receive the reaction he was hoping for initially, but after the art gallery owner and his girlfriend fuck around, uh, they decided to say the name Candyman five times in said mirror, and so they got brutally slaughtered. And so Anthony's name is all over the news, or at least his pieces, and by his piece I mean his art piece. But anyway, his art piece gets more notoriety after a few more murders, including that of an art critic who did not have anything nice to say about his work, and some high school girls. 
So during this time, Anthony's body and his mind are changing. He was stung by a bee in Cabrini Green, and it transforms from a regular bee sting, sting sorry, to a scab. And then some kind of like honeycomb on his skin? I don't know. So it, it appears all over his body, and after seeing how gross it is, he goes to the doctor where the nurse says, Welcome back, and explains that he was actually born there, and he realized that his mother lied to him about where he was born. After this, he visits his mom, who just so happens to be Anne-Marie. Again, familiar? She tells him everything, including the part about being a being the baby that Helen Lyle saved from the fire. She says that she kept it a secret because she wanted him to have a normal life without the burden of knowing. So... I will say, though, that she never told him the right story. She just said Helen actually saved him. Mm-hmm. Whereas the story that the brother told was... Yeah, Helen tried to sacrifice you into a fire, mm-hmm. um, and the resident saved you. Right. And then she said that everybody was basically sworn to like this pact to never mm-hmm. talk about Candyman again. And I think that's why the story got all mixed up. Right. Because like the older people never told the exact truth of it all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. And we'll we'll get into that later. So yeah, Connie pretty much gave you the next uh, paragraph, but basically, like she said. They said they swore that they would never speak about it, and the story ended up getting scrambled. But anyway, Anthony leaves to go to Cabrini Green to wander around. So his girlfriend's worried about him, and she can't find him. She goes to William, the only one who, you know, was speaking to Anthony uh, during the time. And as soon as she gets there, she gets to the laundromat, and he overpowers her and knocks her unconscious, taking her to an abandoned church. And that's where Anthony's just sitting there, seemingly in a trance. So, after William saws off Anthony's right hand and replaces it with a hook, he reveals that not only did he see Candyman get beaten by the police, but Candyman also killed his older sister after she summoned him. He tells the girlfriend that he plans to have Anthony gunned down by the police, creating a new legend around police brutality, and Candyman being the instrument to right those wrongs instead of the symbol of black pain and suffering that he is now. So the girlfriend escapes and stabs William to death in one of the apartments, but it's too late as police have already been called for Anthony. So sad. So the police arrive to a scene where William has been stabbed to death and Anthony is in his girlfriend's lap, not harming her. And the police decide to shoot him anyway. So the girlfriend is handcuffed and placed in the back of a police car and is told what she is going to say because, you know, they decided to shoot first and not ask any questions. So the girlfriend says that she's going to agree with whatever they say as long as she can look at herself in the mirror real quick. The cop obliges and lowers the rearview mirror for her, where she says the name Candyman five times. He appears and slaughters every police officer that was at the scene. Then he unlocks the car to his he unlocks the police car for his girlfriend and appears in front of her, morphing into the OG Candyman, aka Tony Todd. And he tells his girlfriend to tell everyone about him. So. That's where it ends. That's where it ends. And that's where we start getting into our favorite part where we just talk about it. So So, coming out of the movie, visually very good. mm -hmm. In my opinion and just my opinion was not up to standard as a Jordan Peele, not directed, but produced movie. The writing felt sloppy. I mean, I'm still going to classify it as a Jordan Peele movie. It definitely, it still is a Jordan Peele movie, technically. It's a monkey paw production. Whatever. But I see where they were trying to go with it. It just didn't hit its mark for me. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I feel you. Um, I, it's one of those movies that I know whenever I say this, you don't like it, but it's too deep for anybody to understand. Really? Not for everybody. I mean, just some people. (laughs) I think they tried to make it deep. I think Um, it, it definitely had layers to it. They tried to make it deep, but they were also trying to, trying to do way too many things. Yes, and that's where I feel like the movie didn't stick the landing. It's one of those things where, like you said, they were they were trying to make it deep, and I think it hit that point. It's just they left too many other plots unsolved, or not really unsolved so much as they tried to make them all connect into one ending, and it just it could not work that way. The William character? Garbage. Completely unnecessary, in my opinion. Um, I think that, yeah, like you said, okay, so he does matter. I see what they're doing with his character as far as making him introduce Candyman. Tell him the correct tale of Candyman. Mm-hmm. Well, did he even really? He kind of did, but the, the problem I have with it is, is going back to the original, we never heard anything about it. Candyman was literally just, just a it, thing. It was a vengeful spirit of, of the hood, of, yeah. No, it was a vengeful spirit of the um, son of a previous, like a former slave mm-hmm. who got killed. It was his vengeful spirit. But at the end of the day, if nobody believed in him, he was essentially a legend. If nobody believed, he went away. Right. Whereas in this one, they try to make it more like Candyman is this like constant thing, this perpetual um, haunting that we have. I feel like so in that sense where he has to be believed in like a fear monster, I guess that's what I like to call him. I think if they were to just let that shit go, it's okay for him to be some like perpetuating monster that like, if you said his name, like he's going to show up. It is what it is. Like, that's fine. But where they try to make sense of it in the way that making Williams character be the one that introduced it instead of, he has already been affected by Candyman. He was already there in his presence whenever he kidnapped him as a baby. It's just they, and I appreciate the plot that they tried to put under it. Whereas, you know, Candyman is essentially the vengeful spirit of all these um, wronged black people that, you know, throughout the years, mm-hmm. they want their vengeance. I appreciate that. And I could definitely see that having potential. I just think this movie did not give it the credit or the justice that it needed to do that. And also I think it's because this movie was very rushed. Nothing was very kind of stretched out, I guess. Nothing was very like, you know, carved out necessarily. It was too short of a film. But what I am going to say is that what it feels like is that Jordan Peele, whoever directed it, whoever wrote it. Jordan Peele wrote the screenplay, uh, screenplay. Oh. He produced it and wrote the screenplay. Okay. Along well, with I feel, another person. Well, I feel like the writers, the director, and the producer were all having different visions and they were clashing. Like one person wanted a classic horror movie that resembled Candyman. Right. Another person wanted to make it and do like AM. Jordan, Jordan Peele, Peele wanted to make it the, you know, political, political message yeah. that it you expect from him mm-hmm. like that wasn't the issue because you expect that i think it's just the way that it was done was right. done very poorly and so another thing that i was going to say is that like had they not tried to tie in anthony's character had he just been a random character just a random black yeah. dude 
it would have made sense. It would have made more sense than trying to bring in so much fan service that it just like it created its own plot and creating that own plot made its own plot whole. And I think okay, I think the reason they made Anthony's character the baby from the first one is because they didn't make Anthony. And I'm not saying like the movie would have been better with it or anything because I don't like I don't think capitalizing on black pain makes a great movie. Right. But I'm saying that he didn't we didn't see the struggles that all the previous victims, I guess, of Candyman, like Daniel, the other Candyman, is what yeah, Sherman, um, and that's something I didn't care about either. Is the fact that they kept trying to make it into a oh, there are more multiple Candy Men, yeah, all like, more th- into one spirit. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get. Like each tragedy is. A way for Candyman to come into the world. It felt very lumped together because it's kind of like, okay, so I understand the original Candyman, the, you know, the slave son who is the painter, 100% behind that story. You know what this movie needs? What? Director, the director's cut. Like Like a Snyder cut, but then I also want the commentary. You have to buy the DVD for that. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, but what? no. Okay. So here's my thing. I understand the Daniel, the original behind it. Right? right. But then it showed you, you know, a kid who was electrocuted and then the actual candy man in the eighties or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Or the seventies that was, they thought that he was lacing candy with razor blades. Like they showed you that mm-hmm. and it didn't really make sense. It didn't because so they're making it seem like Sherman, who was like an actual candy man. We didn't really talk. That's the one that came through the walls that, yeah, that William accidentally William saw. saw right. beaten. But they call him Candyman because he was giving out candy to children. But then if you're watching the original, he was also going by Candyman, but he was a painter. Wouldn't he be Painting Man or Bee Man? But they you know also I mean? found candy with razor blades in it in the original. Right. But it didn't say anything about candy. But like, man. why would that tie them into each other? You know what I mean? Like, that's it what I'm trying to get at. It doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get at. So there's too many plot holes. There was too many, like, they tried to bring too many characters into mm-hmm. it and didn't. And that's why the story wasn't fleshed out as much. Like, they, if it And that's longer, another reason why I say it's deep, too, because, like, it has so many layers that like i wish were covered and had they been covered right i think it it, would have been a way better movie it's the exact opposite necessarily it's they dug these shallow holes for other characters to make it seem deep but they never actually explored them and i doubt that they will ever ever explore them because previously these movies haven't had sequels us doesn't have a sequel get out doesn't Mm -hmm. have a sequel you know i doubt they're going to make a sequel to this movie as Mm -hmm. well but they dug these shallow little holes to make it seem deep. Like, Oh my God, there's layers to this. There's more to this. There's more characters. There's more development to be done. But in reality, it was just sloppy writing and they didn't, didn't do any of that. Mm -hmm. And it could have taken away from the original story. Maybe that's why they didn't. But I just personally felt that they laid a groundwork to dig deeper, but then they chose not to. And that's why the movie flopped. It didn't resonate as much with, me or from what i've read or just really as anybody. a first time viewing it yeah didn't, it didn't work that way it wasn't like a it wasn't like a get out where you could rewatch it and pick up on all those little signs leading mm-hmm. up to it or like an us where you could rewatch it and like you can see more into it mm-hmm. you know yeah 
I definitely agree. I mean, you know, not everybody's going to make a... Every movie can't be an A+. plus. Right. You can't hit every single mm-hmm. time. But it's just one of those things where it was a good movie as a Candyman movie. Or it could have been a great Candyman reboot or a, a It's sequel, a decent horror movie. Which one? This new one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a decent horror movie. I mean, not even really a decent horror you, movie. Cause if, it's not even really scary. But I That's mean, something else that I wanted to like preface this with not really it's not yeah. a horror movie it's more like a thriller type of thing yeah like you go You're into watching it thinking, somebody's like descent into madness right basically. right and that's the scarier part yeah like it's one of those things where you go in thinking you're gonna watch a candy man movie a scary movie it's not mm-hmm. that you go in thinking you're gonna watch a candy man movie it's not that you go in thinking it's a jordan peele movie it's not that it's not that like this movie is just it's, too confusing. And like, it's a very confusing. I think that's the reason I'm being so harsh on it is because yeah. it was so built up. Mm-hmm. Like this was going to be the movie of the year. Mm-hmm. And it just, it didn't do. I feel like I enjoyed old more than this movie. Mm. Weird. Yeah. I enjoyed this one a little bit more than old. Like I said, I had a good time watching the movie. I actually very much like the movie. It's just, there's a lot of I wish issues. that there was yeah, I wish that there was ways to tie in. It's kinda like whenever you watched us and like the only thing you can complain about was where do they get the jumpsuits? Where mm-hmm. do they get the scissors? Yeah. How did the government create these people? But How like, are they doing everything underground? Like those were like regular things that you can like okay, I know like the question. movie Yeah, but like the movie tied up enough for it to be okay, like cool. Like and I know what I went in there for. You can kind of explain those away with movie magic right it just happened right this one you can't like there's so many things that this movie is that it doesn't tell you what it isn't so okay i have there's too many things that the movie isn't that you can't tell what the movie is yeah it it tries to tell you it's a certain thing but it's really not not it doesn't land as it should and okay my one issue with this movie that's just my number one is the mysticality of it all because I don't think I'm personally used to seeing that in Jordan Peele films films like Get Out films films um Get Out wasn't mystical at all it was very sciencey very like oh shit this is wild I mean even, not even sciencey just like they're transplanting medical planes. yeah brains planes I'm sorry they're planes trans- it's midnight y'all um, I was thinking about the plants versus zombies zombies oh. brains um but in us like. It, it's weird yeah but like there's nothing really mystical about it right it's like something that it probably wouldn't happen but it could it could candy man like it MK was ultra type shit yeah candy man was it was just too like oh the spirit but of daniel again. robital is possessing and not only that the william character i think caused the most issues because how was he able to control the spirit into into originally being like this terrorizing the black neighborhood killing black people when they say his name but that's another thing is like that's what the original helps you understand is that he's killing black people and this and that and the other yeah but like it okay so the original doesn't give that straight drawn line of, you have to assume like find that right like it doesn't tell you oh he is like terrorizing the black community because he's just there like yeah that's just their legend right like, like the movie the original movie doesn't give you enough explanation or i guess not explanation but like it doesn't give you enough prequel or like 
It doesn't explain it enough. Like, it doesn't make it clear right. enough. It's just he's there. He's there. He's killing people. Why? But Who knows? Helen does make a point to say, like... It could be somebody else. Well, no. Helen does make a point to say, like, they aren't investigating these black murders, whereas, like, my white, you know, fucking beat down... They lock the whole thing down. Like it right. does has it does it very much has racial themes in there, mm. and I think that was very like progressive for a ni- an early '90s movie. Uh-huh. Like I will give it that. Yeah, it very much touches on oh well, they built these apartments, but realized white people will pay more for it, and that's a theme that is reflected in this Candyman as right. well. Is like these. It's a very that's why it was easier community. for Jordan Peele to like pick up on such a yeah a movie. Yeah. And like that's one of those things. If you watch the old one before you watch this one, you'll see that, and you'll be like, oh shit, it's the same thing that's happening. Gentrification. A lot of things that they say flip like are parallel to each other mm-hmm. the mirrors getting pulled but off even his art gallery thing was yes. supposed to be like a symbol of Direct whenever reflection. she pulls helen or whenever helen pulls her mirror off because he actually listens to her tapes from when she was right. talking to the locals and everything mm-hmm. but yeah that's my my issue with this one is that like you said it does give you a backstory on like he's killing black people or even william's sister mm-hmm. that she said his name five times in a mirror and he appeared and i think originally it was kind of like a oh, well, he'll kill whoever says his name. Mm-hmm. But it in this one, they're like, oh, he's killing black people. You know, this is, he is basically a an instrument of black pain. And then... But they keep saying black pain, and it's just like, it doesn't make sense, because you have to already have known that he was doing that in the original one. Like, think, me, who watched it on the first view, like, I didn't pick that up. I picked it up as he was just somebody who possessed Helen to do his killing for her. And had they made that the the thing the same, I guess, um, what sort I'm looking for? If they made it in the same style of Candyman possesses a person, and then he possessed Anthony to go do all these killings, cool. So here's the and the only reason I keep saying like the whole black pain thing is because that's exactly what William says is that Candyman was originally right, you know, a symbol of black pain, but now. He wants to turn him into a symbol of righting the wrongs, mm-hmm. which my then issue tries to again enforce what the movie was trying to like subtly give us. But my issue with that is how are you going to tell a vengeful spirit what he is and what he isn't going to do? Right. Right. Like, who are you to tell the spirit mm-hmm. what he's going to do, especially after he killed your sister? Like, how are you the person? And that's doing something this? else that I didn't like. I'm sorry. Like the whole movie can be justified as we fucking hate William. But he was an un- unnecessary character. I think personally, if it was me directed the movie, William I would have just pulled him out. William would have been a character he saw once. He told him the story of Candyman and, and disappeared. Then, exactly. Like he was part of the Candyman mythos. He was Candyman right. explaining what he is. Yeah, explaining his backstory. At least then he can be like, "This is why I am what and I am. This is my, I am a tool to you, like." He could have even seen a picture of fucking Tony. Like Tony Todd could have been the one explaining it to him. Right. And then he would have saw seen a picture. And be like, no, William. Like, William. It's like, no. Like, this guy? No, that's Daniel Robitaille. Right. However you pronounce his last name. I forgot how to actually no, look I think it up. you said it right. But like, and then say, no, that's the original story of Candyman. And he's like, oh shit. Like, that's fucking And wild. he like starts realizing he's yeah. losing his fucking mind. Like, it would have been perfect. That would have made so much more mm-hmm. sense. Instead of like William somehow is this is this God level being who can like tell spirits what they aren't and aren't gonna do right and then another thing like 
he de- he had to defile Helen's grave to get that hook. Or maybe it's just a new hook. No, it was like an old rusty hook because he's like, you know, some things I mean, stay the same. And granted, he shoves the old hook back in, in his Candyman's lair, he did have like... Extra hooks? Extra hooks. Oh, he had extra hooks. Yeah, how do you think Helen had that extra hook? That was just like a regular like handled hook. He had like a hook hook. I mean, I'm sure he can go to a hardware store. And also, no. how did William know that Anthony was the baby? I don't know. That's another weird thing. Like, how did he find that out? Like, I understand Anthony saying, you know, I feel like this is finally where I'm supposed to be. This is, like, meant for me, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but- okay, okay. <laughs> he reminded me of something. <laughs> Remember earlier when you were like, yeah, you know, like, they made sure that the the, the whole neighborhood knew not to speak about it. Like, Cabrini mm-hmm. Green, you know, he was this child mm-hmm. that was taken by a demon and given back. Mm-hmm. And he survived this demon attack. Mm-hmm. And the whole neighborhood. What if William was the babysitter? No. Oh. <laughs> Anthony is fucking Naruto. Oh, they all knew. But no, <laughs> she moved him. about the attack. So the village couldn't say nothing about it. They made sure that the village said nothing about it. But she moved him to a different... Like, he didn't grow up in that area. No, I know. But I'm just oh. saying, like... Yeah. They could have just naruto that shit. I mean, but he didn't have any, like, defining characteristics. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like... Like, Naruto had fucking whiskers. No, I'm... Not what I meant. Not not like that. I meant the sense of Anthony... They didn't tell him. ...was was raised in Cabrini Green. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like... He wasn't raised. No, I'm just... I'm saying in my my little hypothetical. Okay. Let's just say, like... I think you're going to confuse people. He was born... I'm saying in my hypothetical. Like, this is how I would have made it, Okay. I would have made it into, like, basically a Naruto movie where he was born in Cabrini Green. He had that shit happen to him. The mom pulled him out because he survived the attack. And, like, Candyman just stuck with him. You know what I mean? Like, he was already kidnapped by Candyman. Might as well just, like, if they're going to continue to use him as a main character, I think we attach con- them. We're confusing so many people right now. No, we're not. I'm making it plain and simple. This, this is, is how your I've... This is your own story. Yes, I said that, like, five times. Mm. I don't know. You can already confuse me. I'm not going to lie to you. Anyway, like if they're going to continue to use Anthony as a character, might as well just make him attached to Candyman, not like turn him into some weird Candyman because William said so. Like he's already a main character in the last one. It's all very weird. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just how I would have made it better. Yeah. I mean, I think. Just cut out the middlemen. Every last middleman. I think cutting out William. William's character definitely would or the, have... Or the brother, because the brother tells the same story. No, but the... I mean, I, he tells it a little more, like, askewed, and so, like... It, but you need the brother to tell the original story. Otherwise, William... Otherwise, Anthony would have never went exploring to Cabrini he Green. He could have found it from, like, his mom. His mom wasn't going to speak about it. Or he could have gone to, like, it. a doctor in, or the he same hospital for whatever reason. He wasn't going to go to the hospital. He got stung by a bee okay, outside of the church. Got, okay, okay. There you go. If he got stung by... Let's say he just walked around... Got stung by a bee. You don't go to the, the hospital for a bee sting. He went because it started morphing into something it could, more. That's what I'm saying. It could still do that. Like, it's the whole thing can still okay. play out that way. He gets stung by no. that bee. He starts getting, like, this weird reaction. He goes to the hospital, finds out that, you know, he was already born there. He goes to his mom to find out what happened. I think having the brother in, it, he wasn't crucial. He literally had maybe two, three scenes in the whole movie. I mean, I but just it. explaining the the backstory not the backstory necessarily but explaining like 
his version of what happened. Like, oh, Helen Lyle went on this murderous rampage. I mean, I'm saying yes. It's like essentially like it's still good. I'm just saying you could have cut out the middleman. Mm. I think just William is the one that needs to be cut out. And personally, in my yeah. opinion. Um, but I mean, oh, also there are some unnecessary parts in there. Like how the girlfriend's dad commit suicide. Yeah. I mean, it. It didn't have anything to do with the movie. They put it too late in the movie and it started to seem awkward. It was just bad timing. And when they put it, had they put it in the beginning, you would have understood that because the dad committed suicide and he was so, she was so close to the dad. um, She felt the need to take care of Anthony. She felt the need to take care of Anthony. Yes. As he was descending into madness. I will say this movie, it's an hour and 30 minutes. I literally watched it before I went into work one day. The thing is, is I kept checking my watch because I was like, there's no way this movie is almost over. We haven't even reached the midpoint yet. Mm -hmm. And it was getting closer and closer to being over. And I was like, where the fuck is this movie going? It hasn't done anything. Because I don't think the murders even happen until you're like almost two quarters of the way in. Right. Like it's at the end of it is when everything happens. Mm -hmm. It felt so rushed. Yeah. Helen's head was weird. I'm sorry. We really didn't. We went in on the new Candyman. I just really want to go back to the old one real quick. Helen's head was so weirdly scarred. I don't recall. You don't remember how her head looked whenever no. like she was in the mirror and shit? No. Oh, dude. It was weird. Like okay. whenever you see her burning, it only burns like a good majority of her head. Oh, whenever she appeared in the mirror, she appeared as like. Some bald like. No, she yeah. had a full head of hair, dude. No. Okay, pause. Okay, I stand corrected. I think my brain is just turned off. It's 1230. Um, they definitely did her very dirty with that wig cap right. and um, latex. Mm-hmm. They That's did her I'm nasty. Like, they, it was really weird. They didn't have to do it like that. Like They should have still kept her with some hair. It would have looked a lot more crazy. Just Google Helen Lyle Mirror, even if you're not going to watch the movie. Just look up Helen Lyle. I'm Helen Lyle Mirror. Pictures. You know you had the mirror. I did, did the name. Oh, I did mirror, and it's weird. It looks like a perm melted onto her head. Right. Or, like, she had curls, and then they put, like, a skin cap on it. It looks like when you put paint, like, you don't roll paint. Mm -hmm. You just, like, throw paint, and it dries, like, very thick. Uh It looks like a testicle. It looks like when you try to caulk a bathtub, and it's just, like, random little strands everywhere. the same makeup they did on Deadpool. It is literally Deadpool makeup. <laughs> I feel like Ryan Reynolds Freddy literally Kruger. showed a picture and was like, yeah, this is what I want want, him, want me to myself to look like. All over my face. It's And it's just her hair, too. Like mm-hmm. it's not Her face is beautiful. It's perfect. Right, like, it's perfectly made up. It's literally it's just her hair. set on fire, bro. Like, Come on. It's just her head. Not even like her shoulders and her chest and her face. Right. Literally, not even her she hands. She was trapped in a fire. <laughs> not even her hands. It was, it's just like, her fucking head. Like, if they did, like, head. the side of her face, maybe. You know what I mean? Oh, God. Kind of make her look like uh, Joker in Gotham. Two-Faced? You know, no. Joker oh, from yeah, Gotham. Okay. Yeah. yeah, no. They just... They really just put, like, a fucked up wig cap mm-hmm. on this girl. Fucked mm-hmm. up ball cap. It was weird. Um, thank you for bringing that up. That yeah, was so I, odd. I just wanted to say, like, we went in on this new one. So, okay. If you can only watch either old the one. old one or new one. Old which, one. Okay. What Ditto. Same. Same. Old. Um, okay, okay, okay. But if they did it, if they redid the new one, I would have picked the new one. If they fix the glaring right. error that is William... 
it was William. It was very much a visually appealing movie. If they took out even Anthony's character and just put somebody new, I would even keep William if they had a random guy instead of Anthony. And if William wasn't playing God and directing, I don't Avengers care about Spirit. that. Like I, th- I, I don't care about that as much as you do. I'm just saying his character was okay for what it was. It's just had they not had Anthony, like there was no need for anthony to be the one it's just way too many who was already going connected on. it was just way too many plot lines. right because you had the anthony plot line you had the, um, the girlfriend plot line the, the girlfriend's girlfriend. dad plot line you had the william plot line mm-hmm. you had the um the sherman sherwin sherman sherman plot line mm-hmm. you had the tony todd plot line all the previous ones that weren't even mentioned by name mm-hmm didn't even mention the slight racism plot line and that's the thing it was also okay very okay okay, okay okay i know that you don't want to hear this i know you don't want to hear this but it's because you've never had it towards you no and i understand like, the microaggressions and everything right. but i think for it to have the impact they wanted it to i mean i'm just saying for me who like i mean like i'm just gonna go ahead and say like i'm, I'm considered black like I've I love seen, how you said that. Is this it's just is a groundbreaking. Well, it's because you. I, I didn't want to say like because you're white. You've never had like you've never no. experienced a I mean, minor can, racisms that you like you can definitely like say that. Like, okay, well then I'm gonna go ahead and just flat out be like, yeah, like because you're white, you don't see the flat out racism or even like the miniature like small microaggressions or like the small like implications to racism. But I mean, even that are when, thrown at you when we were talking about this in the car, even you said that. It was so subtle, the message might not have gotten across. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it won't get across to a lot of people. And look, I know this is a very controversial statement to say, but Jordan Peele makes movies for white people to feel uncomfortable because mm-hmm. because they can point at that and be like, that's fucking happened. Like, I've heard somebody say that. Mm-hmm. Like, that. I like I don't think that he's doing it maliciously. No. no, no, no. I think he's doing it intentionally. I just don't think he's doing it maliciously. No, absolutely not. Because he's making movies like, and, and I know this is to make sound people weird. socially aware. Yeah, he makes movies to make people uncomfortable and to confront racial right. things. And I very much like that. I appreciate the shit out of that. Yeah, yeah, and like that's why Get Out was such a fucking good movie. But. In that same regard, a lot of white people were very upset about movies like that or upset the way that Jordan Peele portrays white people. And, and it's just like, they're if upset. you're mad about it, mm-hmm. good. Exactly. Then you see the problem. Like, having somebody like and get out where the dad was like, I loved Obama. I would have voted for him for a third term if I could. Microaggression. Like, exactly. Like, you don't have to say that. You shouldn't have to sit here and announce and, that. And, and not, assume that a black yeah. person loves Obama. Not only that, was, but like, you shouldn't have to explain yourself as no like i do love black people like there's yeah. no need for it why would you do that granted yeah. he was playing a, po- a part we'll cover it in a different movie but it's just like it's- i love the fact that he likes to make people uncomfortable and it's white people because that's that's what's going on yeah today it's not exactly like, i mean if if fucking asian people were being racist towards white people i'm pretty sure it'd have been the same way around you know what i mean like it's not about it's not targeting white who people or anything. Who it could be about or who it is about. It's just about what's going on today. And it's about what I would say is black people and their experiences with racism and all those mm-hmm. little microaggressions. And that's like what we talked about in the car immediately after watching this movie is 
it did have those it did have those racial like subtle racial plot points where like the art critic was like oh you people just she didn't like his piece and she was like you people are just you know that you go into these um places and you just ruin them and anthony was like my people like what are you talking about she said artist artists are gentrifying the entire like area um going into these poor places uh, so they don't have to pay rent and they can you know just make their art and do whatever and live off the government or whatever. And so something else that I really quick while you were talking about, I had to go ahead and research it. It's not like Jordan Peele is attacking white people. No, because he himself is mixed. Yeah. I could have told you that. No, I know. I was just, I I double married to a white woman. Yeah. Chelsea Brady. Yeah. But isn't she, I feel like she's, I don't want, Nope. We're not going to say that and get, in trouble for Maybe it. she's not completely white. I That's what I was going to say. There you go. That's a lot more PC. But what I was going to say is his mom is white and his dad is black. Yeah. And I think that's like, he is still like considered black in America. Right. And I think that's why he's able to speak so much about it very freely. Cause he's like, Hey, I'm fucking mixed. Like I can say this shit. Like I know, mm-hmm. but I mean, he has a, he has a platform that he can speak on, especially being mixed is what, you know, exactly. I would say is the best way to explain it. I don't know. I just feel like it's a good She's movie. Italian. That I, I Italian didn't want to be. Jewish. I didn't want to get in trouble. I was gonna say that. I was actually gonna say both of those. Honestly, I just didn't want to get in trouble. The Peretti was what made me think mm-hmm. Italian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Last name. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's the, the the thing is, is you go into a Jordan Peele film and you expect you expect to come out mm-hmm. at least as a white person uncomfortable you expect to have these feelings of i'm not like that exactly or like that was fucked up like kind of seeing things in maybe a new light like seeing things from a different perspective Mm -hmm. whereas this one i feel like people who were mad at get out Mm -hmm. they might be able to overlook it because it is so subtle and they will not understand the message that he was trying to convey with the movie Mm -hmm. on like these are microaggressions and this Mm -hmm. is you know well and that's what i'm saying like like and get out well no no what i'm saying is like and get out it was thrown in your face oh fuck yeah that movie it was very loud out there which made it a great movie that's the thing it was so trying to get to a point sorry (laughs) anyway in get out it was thrown in your face in us it wasn't really there it was more like the government slightly very 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 slightly with the white family right yeah like how the white family was doing better than the black family and the black dude wanted to be just like them and all that fun fun stuff but like in this one it showed it more as okay so like i said it was thrown in your face as like everything was very stealing from the culture very like you know gentrifying black people like they made it very known that it like they were going after black people yeah and then in them it was more like subtle you mean us for us sorry them was another good show though uh us was very like black people have to conform Mm -hmm. to meet a a certain standard exactly and then in this one it was showing more microaggressions more subtle racism more racism that we deal with today where it's not like racism is thrown in your face today as much as it was back then but here's how here are different ways as to how it's shown and that's why i feel like it's not getting um seen 
like the yeah the message the message across. isn't getting across because a lot of people don't see racism today like I mean, they yeah. choose to not see the microaggressions they choose not to see yeah. like how people are being like shady mm-hmm. towards situations and it's really okay really weird on tiktok the other day i was looking at a video and it was talking about you know microaggressions and everything and one of the ones that just kind of stood out was something that people perceive as a compliment mm-hmm. all the time like you're so exotic looking mm-hmm. like what are you you're so unique you have to be mixed with something mm-hmm. like oh you're just black huh okay that's yeah. weird like it's so subtle that some people see it as like a compliment like oh you're exotic you're mm-hmm. you know you look so so unique like you said mm-hmm. like some people see it as a compliment perceive it as a compliment or like this isn't a racial compliment or a racial thing but saying the confidence you have you must have to mm-hmm. wear that mm-hmm. like that's not a compliment like only you could wear that yeah like wow I mean, like, like only black people could wear that well not or like even, not even just black people but like not even a racial thing but right. just like somebody who's bigger like mm-hmm. the confidence you must have to wear those shorts i right. could never right like it's one of those things that it can be pers- like at the surface level it's like oh they're complimenting me like they think i'm unique looking they think i'm exotic looking they think i must be Brave. mixed with something yes yeah. confident you know whatever but then you dig a little bit deeper and you're like that's not a compliment mm-hmm. that's a microaggression and not necessarily the you must be so confident to wear that but like the you have to be mixed with something right like or oh my god yeah you're so light like I didn't even know you were black. Mm-hmm. Like that's a microaggression. Mm-hmm. A lot of people really don't pick up on. Mm-hmm. And I agree. I mean, it, it's very woke. Yeah. Um, all of his movies are very woke in that sense. And I appreciate it at the end of the day. I think he, he's really good at taking he's movies. He's very talented and, with it. Yeah. He's very good at movies. It's just uh, this one for me, like only uh, because it was a Candyman movie. And only because you went in expecting yeah. something. Yeah. Go into this movie with no expectation. Watch it. And you'll see that it is a good movie. It's a good underlying movie. Mm-hmm. It's an okay Candyman movie. And it's very deep and powerful with what's going on in today's world. I mean, But at the same time... If you go in looking for a movie, like to enjoy a movie, you're not going to find that. Well, I think enjoy a movie. That's totally fine. Well, I mean, yeah, you'll enjoy If you're the movie. looking you're not for gonna... a movie to talk about and right. dig and deep. Like, and like want to watch it all the time. Like, it's or, have, or have a very constructive conversation about. Mm-hmm. About like it's hard to find that in this movie. I think you can find a better constructive conversation in the first one mm-hmm. than this one very visually appealing movie mm-hmm. but the writing was just not there for me right right it's like a lot like like i said i need a snyder cut yeah i definitely need to explain filler yeah maybe explain what we might have not picked up on just i mean not even watching. to explain it like i love not uh, not understanding jordan mm-hmm. peele movies like yeah. i like still being able to find little things here and there but if they made like if they released a cut that was like three hours long yeah if this movie was like a two-hour movie or like a two-hour 30-minute 15-minute movie i would have been cool with it yeah i would have been like okay cool 
Good. And granted, not for the time that we watched it. I mean, had yeah, to go to work. we would have had to go in much <laughs> earlier. But I was just like, okay, in my opinion, this is a scale mm. that I'm going to rate it on. I wouldn't go back to watching movie theaters again. No. I wouldn't buy it on DVD. No. I might rewatch it if I stumble upon it on a streaming service, but odds are I'm probably not going to rewatch it. I would rewatch it for the sake of it being a Jordan Peele movie and there's like more things I can pick up on it. Yeah. I like doing that with those movies, but I wouldn't pay for it. Like you said, to go watch it again. Um, unless I had to like for the podcast sake, um, I somebody like invited you for free. Right. And I wouldn't buy it on DVD and like, I love buying DVDs. Yeah. So for me to be like, yeah, no, that's not something I'd buy. Another thing that I'm missing. Would you buy, I would buy original Candyman though. Yeah, I would buy original. Too. Yeah, because I feel like that one, the D, the, oh, yeah, like the, very... the menu scene, I feel like would be bomb. Oh yeah, most definitely. But what I did miss in this movie that I did not see whenever we were watching it, you know how Jordan Peele is very big on his colors. Mm-hmm. Did not see that in this movie. It was a very dark movie. It was a very dark movie and I saw the flashing. It was like a very, no, you know what it was? It was a very like fall feel to it. That's what the the theme was like fall, very like October-y but, feels. To okay, me. but like if you think about whenever they're outside, it was very warm, very like. But you, you know. have to also remember that Jordan Peele does a lot of transitioning with his colors, like the the bad people wear a certain color. And stuff yeah, like that. and and get out, and then slowly. But again, it was not his movie. He just produced it and wrote it. Yeah, I mean you're not wrong. I feel like had he directed it too, there would have been a lot more like hidden shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it would have either been a shorter, better movie or a longer, amazing movie. Remember how Blumhouse used to be like the The top tier. Yeah. And then slowly they just started putting out just like random shit. And Mm -hmm. it's like, this is no longer good movies. Mm -hmm. I feel like this one is how, when Blumhouse started, it's going to be like his descent. I know. I don't think so. I think this is just a slight hiccup in the monkey paw productions. Okay. I just, the next one will be very telling for me personally. The right. next Monkey Paw production movie. Jordan Peele movie? Jordan Peele, Monkey Paw, same thing. Um, just call them Jordan Peele movies. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's just, if you want to watch it, if you want to watch it for the sake of watching a Jordan Peele movie, feel absolutely free. It's mm-hmm. not a bad, bad movie. No. It's just, it didn't live up to the hype in my opinion. Like I said, when you go into it watching it, like expecting something, you'll find everything. You're going to find every little nook and cranny of something bad that you did not like or something yeah. that, like there's a flaw in. But if you go in just accepting what it is. Just to watch a movie. Right. Or like even if you go in expecting everything that we spoke about. Like if you listen to this and you're like, okay, like I know what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the racism. I'm mm-hmm. looking for the Candyman aspect. I'm looking for this aspect, that aspect. You'll find that it hits all these different points. But then like they try to like cram in an ending. Really quick, I do want to say I don't like how Candyman was only able to be viewed in the mirror. In this one? Yes. Yeah. In the old one, Helen saw him plain as day right in front of her. Other people couldn't see him, but Helen saw him. Whereas in this one, they could only, like, when they're, when the. I feel like only because they couldn't use Tony Todd too much. Like, he's older, he's an older character. Like, they didn't want to make it, like, he is Candyman. They wanted to make it as Anthony. Candyman is a shadowy figure. No, 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 that Anthony is Candyman. Yeah, because, I mean, it never actually showed him knocking the murders. Like, they wanted to solidify it, exactly. But 
but I don't know. It's just it was very weird. Was, I wish that they made, like I said, it would have been a better movie had Anthony been the one killing these people. But it was also, I mean, yeah, definitely. But it was also very odd how they chose to highlight the fact that you cannot see him without a mirror. Mm-hmm. Well, even whenever he kills the um, art, art gallery, the art gallery lady. No, the art gallery. No, no, no I'm talking owner. about the lady. Think about the lady. The critic. The critic. When he kills her, she's being dragged up in the air by like nothing. Yeah. Uh, and she's being like thrown all around the window and nothing is there exactly and that goes to show like they could have like easily put a candy man in there you know what i mean they could have easily and you wouldn't even see yeah that's what i was gonna say you don't even see tony todd's face yeah or like in the art gallery it was dark enough that when you did see him in the mirror you couldn't see a face but they specifically showed a scene where like the um what is that thing that you pull down like the projector screen. Yeah. Yeah. They showed him ripping that. Slicing it. And you don't see anything there. Yeah, you, it it looks back in the mirror and you see it in the mirror, but you don't see it. It was a very odd choice. I get where they were going with it. In the two senses of like, okay, one, they didn't want to use Tony Todd too much and make him the distinguished Candyman. They wanted Anthony to be Candyman. But then again, they wanted to make it like known that he is from the mirror. But also... I feel like it would have made more of an impact if they had acted that way in the very first Candyman movie. Right. It's as a sequel, I feel like there are some things that you have to follow and how the original, you know, like I said, I feel like they were all battling with each other in like how the movie was going to come out. Cause you got to think about it in the original. It's a very physical being that's there. Yeah. It's a physical, spiritual being. And he's and this a legend one, that you have to believe in. Right. I mean, I, again, that's more of you than I me. mean, but in this new one, it's more like he is a spiritual being. Mm-hmm. Where like the mirror is his only way of teleportation. Well, not even teleportation so much as like, yeah, like to, of showing up. Yeah. Like, and, and like I get he's it. confined to the mirror. And I get it because you have to say it in a mirror, mm-hmm. but in the original, I, the thing is, is in but the he original, was there the physical whenever. Oh no no no! You're wrong. You're wrong. He was there in the physical in the, when, when the he cops. killed the girls. No, when he killed the girls in the bathroom too. No, because the girl that was hiding on the stall did not see him. Right, because she would have had to go out there and she would no, have been killed too. She would have saw the feet because she even he was hovering. No, because remember the compact scene where the compact slid and she looked at the compact. She could see him in the compact, but she couldn't see him anywhere else. She was sitting on the toilet. She was looking down at it. She would have had to look under the whole thing. She did look under. No, no, no. You're thinking about the bully girl. The bully girl looked under. Yes. And didn't see anything. And then whenever she looked at the compact, she saw him. But what I'm saying is whenever he comes out of the mirror and starts killing all of them, he's in the actual bathroom. He's floating around in the bathroom. Like the the black chick that was in the restroom. Oh, yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. But But even then, it was still. They couldn't see him. Unless he was in a mirror. Like, nobody could physically see him. I'm pretty sure they physically saw him. I don't think so, because the same thing in the art gallery, he had to be looking in the mirror to see him ripping things, because he looked back, it was being ripped by an invisible force, he looked in the mirror, and all of a sudden Candyman is ripping it, and he's like, oh shit, I can't fucking see him. I don't know, I wish they, like, solidified that a little more. That? Like, I wish they made it more, like, of a prominent thing of, like, you have to see it in the mirror. In the original, that's the thing. In the original is Helen. Like if they were running from him and they're like, we can't see him. Like what? he's killing everybody around us, but we can't see him. Like they, they were pulled confined up the mirror. to the bathroom, but I feel you. No, 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 I just meant like in general, like the main characters to explain why it's going down like that. So in the original, Helen was trying to dis 
prove Candyman. Mm-hmm. That's why she was like, there's a hole behind my medicine cabinet that connects to the back mm-hmm. apartment. And that's how the, you know, real killer must be getting in and out. And that's why they say he's killing people through the mirrors because he's entering and leaving that way. Mm-hmm. Right. So the mirror thing didn't actually seem to be true. Like right. she disproved it with the whole Candyman killer thing. Mm-hmm. But then she said his name in a mirror and then summoned him and then these people so did as well. Coincidental. Well, coincidental. I, it's just odd how she dis she literally disproved it and then it still happened. And mm-hmm. that's what they played so heavily on in this one is that didn't the art critic even said Candyman five times. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 